Sparks. There was uh, a big battle at Bathurst, uh, the 12 hour on the weekend. I thought we'd call in my cousin, Lightning Luke King. Uh, he's on the line again right now to talk all things motorsport. Hello, Lugie. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I think after that little uh, that little random segue of big things around you guys to start calling the show Big Gaz and Big Julian Saturdays on the coast. <laughs> big Gaz. Yeah, big fella. Like, hey, big fella. Yeah. So don't call me big fella. Hey? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the, about this 12-hour, Luke, Porsche beat Mercedes to victory. It was, it was a rain-hit race. Uh, what did you make of it? Oh, it was it was a brilliant weekend. I was up there uh, doing driver coaching um, with uh, Mercedes, actually. Um, Tony Levitt, who uh, I'm driving in the six hour with in his C63. Um, we were up there for the support categories, um, running around doing some testing. Um, but to watch those 12 hour cars and finally start to get some of the international guys back over here was really good to see. Um, you know, the, the likes of Valentino Rossi, um, but also some of the other like stars of GT3 racing. Sheldon Vanderlinder was on pole. Um, his brother, Kelvin Vanderlinder, the two South Africans, um, were lightning quick around the mountain as they usually are. And, you know, to see some of the, the factory Mercedes guys um, come out from Europe as well, it's um, really, really cool. Um, the, the way that some of those GT drivers can put those cars on the absolute edge mm. across the top of the mountain um, is is unbelievable. So uh, yeah, it was it was really good to watch, and and obviously Matty Campbell getting the win there was uh, was really really cool. He's definitely on a bit of a streak at the moment after winning the Daytona 24. So um, yeah, mate, Aussies on top and and Porsche out in front. Yeah, so very good. The 12, and now we move into the supercars. That Bathurst has been a hype. It's part of the, I suppose, the way that they're doing it. This year is the way to get the season underway. The, it's a big festival at Bathurst. So the supercars first practice rounds were yesterday. What'd you make of those with Will Brown from Red Bull coming out fastest? Yeah, it was it was an interesting day yesterday, mate. Um, I mean, Will I think was probably always going to be quick in that the Red Bull car and, and debuting for Triple Eight is a is a big deal for for him. Um, very interesting to to see how Betty Clemenko and Barry Ryan. Um, sort of reacted and came out yesterday with quite an emotional um, explanation of, or not not so explanation of what was going on with Brody Kostecki. They were pretty tight-lipped about it, but, but still emotional. Um, so, I mean, the, the standout for me yesterday um, on track were, were probably, I think, Nick Perkat um, in the MSR um, Chevrolet. It's um, his first time. With that team um, stepping away from Walkinshaw, he was T2 in, in practice two, oh, sorry, practice one there in the dry, which is probably a bit more of a, a tell as to, to how the, the pace is going to be for the weekend. Um, I also really like Ricky Stanaway in that Penrite racing Mustang. Um, he's an absolute weapon of a Kiwi. Um, hopefully, he's not going to outdo our Aussie guys, but um, I've, got, I've got a feeling he's going to be really good. So... Um, Quite a quite a mixed field yesterday, and um, for for the fans of Erebus, the, the champions, they didn't get off to the best start with uh, with Jack LeBrock having engine dramas in practice one. So um, I've got it on my TV right now. Super Two are, are out there running around, and uh, yeah, another big day of motorsport today. You mentioned there Erebus, and, th- and that's the cloud, I suppose, hanging over this season, isn't it? With with no Kostecki, and now Chain Van Gisbergen overseas, uh, probably going to see a new champion this year, aren't we, uh, Luke? Uh, Cam Waters, uh, Chaz Mostert are supposed to be there, and maybe Brock Feeney, three in contention. Yeah, absolutely. 
the, the contenders are, are probably endless at the moment. It's also one of those things where we're still watching the teams get on top of these Gen 3 cars. And there's, there's every chance that, you know, someone like a Matt Stone Racing with good feedback from Nick Perkett and, and Cameron Hill, who I, I know can win races. I've raced against him all through my junior career. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's a good thing for fans to, to sort of to see that this championship is, is wide open and, and the level of talent that is in this category now is probably as good as it's ever been. We're definitely going to miss SVG and it's such a pity that Kostecki's not there. Um, but yeah, really good to see some of those names that I mentioned before and, and even seeing David Reynolds have a fresh start at Team 18, I think he's going to be a good thing. You were around the pitch, you said, last weekend, uh, uh, Luke. What was, the, what was the talk about Kostecki, about his future? Yeah, I, I mean, I know I spoke pretty extensively about that last week on the show, guys, but it's the the talk around is there's a lot of scuttlebutt at the moment. It's not really very clear as, as to what's gone on there. I think it's pretty obvious that there's been some sort of a rift between um, Brody and, and Barry Ryan. Um, I can't say that for sure. No one's, no one's told me anything specific. Um, but I, I think once you start to have that sort of a situation between a star driver and, and the team manager or, or the coach, essentially, you know, it'd be like, um, it'd be like Cameron Smith having an argument with Craig Bellamy and, and not being able to get over it, you know what I mean? It's just, um, it's one of those things I, I really don't know what's happened there. I'm very eager to find out, as, as many of the fans are. Um, but it was, it was quite an emotional um, uh, display on, on TV yesterday from Barry Ryan, who um, has, has sadly lost one of his um, best friend's wives, Ter- Terry Wyhoon, who's a team owner in the, in the pit lane. So um, I think everyone's going through hard times in the paddock at the moment. So I'm, uh, I'm obviously sensitive to that, and I just hope that everyone's doing okay on both sides. Yeah. And, of course, at the start of a new season, people are talking about changes and engines and parity. Uh, aero packages, I understand, there's been a stack of wind tunnel testing uh, done for both the Mustangs and the Camaros. Can you give us any insight into that, Luke? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those, those cars uh, were actually the, the Mustang and the Camaro, um, both from um, uh, DJR and Triple Eight, respectively, were up doing some engine parity testing on the weekend at the 12-hour. Um the, the details of that haven't quite been released at, at the moment, um, but it's mainly to try and obviously, when we talk parity in supercars, it's about trying to make the cars, you know, as, as even as possible so that when they roll out onto the racetrack, you're, you're watching guys battling neck and neck and no one manufacturer has, um, you know, a specific advantage over the other. So... Um, the, the, both cars were, were sent over for wind tunnel testing um, early in the piece for Gen 3, um, which is the new regulation as well. Um, and I think they're finally going to, to see the, the benefits of that. The, the Camaro's got about 20 mil of rear wing added on, on each side to it. So a bigger rear wing plane, um, more downforce for, for them in the rear, which basically means you've got better high-speed grip. So through the high-speed corners, the rear's more stable and you're not basically drifting through the corner or, or having this, um, you know, uh, uh, uneasy feeling in, in the rear of the car. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out and hopefully it's a dry track today so we actually get a good read on that arrow.
Well, we don't tend to get the same degree of parity in Formula One, do we, Luke? There's been a stack of testing going on uh, in Bahrain. A lot of teams on the long run. You know, this RB20 just looks like a hell of a car. And the thing about it is, I mean, they've got the advantage with, with the great Adrian Newey in terms of their aerodynamics set up and obviously the best on the grid in, in Max. Ferrari, again, I don't know if you watch much of the uh, shown pace, but they showed a lot of pace last year, Ferrari. You know, over one lap there, as quick as anyone on the grid. Um, it's going to be a fascinating season and how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I um, I'm I'm staying down on the central coast with uh, with my parents at, at the moment, and um, it's been really good to uh, to finally get the F1 season back underway. Dad and I couldn't wait for for testing. Um, it actually testing started on my birthday this year, which was uh-huh. uh, which was a nice little birthday. Right. Happy birthday! Happy Formula belated 1. birthday from everybody here at Saturdays on the Coast, Luke. Thanks, gentlemen. Oh, I no, I, I spoke to. I spoke to the head of the FIA and, and lined it up specifically so that mm. I could I could sit mm. back with a mm. with a whiskey and, mm. and watch the start of testing. <laughs> um, no, but I think um, I think there's a lot of strong teams this year. I have to give credit to a friend of mine, Emma Williams, who was up late last night and she was uh, filling me in on some of the gossip from testing. Um, I was struggling to, to stay up to watch the the final part of it, but. Yeah. Um, it's certainly it's it's hard to tell from F1 testing exactly where the pace lies. Um, you've probably heard of the term sandbagging before. A lot of these teams, yes. you know, pr- try to make sure that they're not giving away any of their advantages yep. um, and letting people know exactly what what they've got. So um, I, I think that new Red Bull with the, the side pod design that they've implemented for this year is is revolutionary it's an evolution of um of what they had last year and um yeah they just continue to step up the game and sharing intel too with um the well still hard not to say alpha tower the visa cash app red bull gaz or v car well let's call the rbs because no one in their right mind is oh uh, this you know it's turning in some good numbers down ricardo for the visa cash app red bull uh, but 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 just on the and on Daniel, uh, like you said, it's only testing. It's sort of hard to to glean uh, how that'll play out through the season. But uh, some promising signs there. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for for those who don't know, um, in Formula One, you can't exactly go out and just copy what no. the best car is doing. Um, but there are regulations for that um, V carb, the the Visa Cash App Racing Bull um, of Daniel Ricciardo. It's um, it, you you are entitled to actually take a certain number of components and and basically buy them directly from the team, and that's within the regulations. And there's been quite a shift in the way that that team build their car. Um, CEO of McLaren, Zach Brown, has said that uh, he's not happy with it. He thinks that have, Red Bull having a B team um, is is not a good thing for the sport. Um, I'm going to kindly disagree with that yeah. um, at the yeah. moment because as long as Danny Rick is fast, I really don't care <laughs> what, what is inside the car. I just want to see our man back up the front of the grid with Oscar. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I think you'll you'll see that team stepping up into the mid pack this year with with a lot more pace. So, um, so yeah, it'd be very interesting to to see where they wash up. Yeah, well, it's a big year, isn't it? Uh, let's talk about Checo moving out of Red Bull and obviously Lewis going to Ferrari, so potential seats here at Red Bull and Mercedes for 2025. Uh, great to get your thoughts as always, Luke. Thanks so much. And uh, once again, bladed happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Have a great day.